Welcome back to Young, Dumb, and In Love. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our channel, whether it's YouTube or Apple or Spotify. We would love for you to be a part of our community. Also, if you have any questions, anything you want us to talk about, we would love to hear from you. Put that in the messages below. Um, if you follow us on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, you can also just put comments there too and we want to try to comment back to you as much as possible so that we know that we're being relevant to you and what's going on in your life um, and remember we're not counselors we're just people who have been through marriage and life and we want to do what we can through our experience to help you Well, today we're going to continue our conversation just about mental health um, yeah. and our journey and what we had to go through when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about this a lot in our marriage, uh, what Brittany went through, what I have recently gone through, and how we've been able to support each other. And I really, yeah. truly believe that the things that we've learned through this, now, we're not perfect, but I do believe that we have something to say because we've walked through this and we've been in those shoes. Yeah. Um, and as we share these things, I just I hope they're practical for you. Um, but again, we're not counselors. We're not, we're not people who are licensed for that, but we are people who have been through those situations. So we want to yeah. want to do whatever we can to help you and uh, answer any questions that you have when it comes to this. But Brittany, take it away. Yeah. Um, when we had decided to talk about mental health and kind of what we had been through, I wanted to kind of put myself a little bit back in that space and really yeah. think about the things that were helpful and can be helpful. And so I jotted some stuff down. I'm old fashioned. So <laughs> Love it. Got the notepad. notepad. <laughs> um, but the first thing was to acknowledge their feelings. Yeah. Um, it may not be real to you, but to them it is very real and often it's altering their interaction with reality. So true. Which I think was a big thing is that when I was struggling really bad, it affected how I dealt with everything around me, yeah. every interaction. Um, so acknowledging your spouse's feelings um, is a huge thing. And then you don't have to lie to them. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to say like, oh, that's true if it's not true. Yeah. But acknowledging is not accepting it. It's giving them space to express themselves without feeling shame. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is that oftentimes the person who's de dealing with the mental health is there's some shame in that. And there so is, yeah. they don't need that from their spouse. And I think we've kind of sure. touched on that before, but yeah, the first thing is just acknowledging yeah. their feelings. And acknowledging their feelings is super hard, especially when you don't understand yeah. what they're going through. And um, someone who's never really dealt with mental health up until that point, um, it was weird for me. I didn't know what to do or what to say. Yeah. And I, I remember there was, a, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was a moment that something shifted inside of me that says, I just need to try to understand what she's going through, you know, and um, my compassion and my heart for her had to even grow even more for her for me to get to that point to acknowledge how she's feeling. So although the things that she was fearing and what she was going through um, weren't necessarily like things that are really going to happen to her um, and that she was fearing, it wasn't something that was like right in front of her, but it was it was a, it was a mental game for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't see it. It didn't look visible to me, but that doesn't matter. Like I had to put myself in the space where I can try to, like she said, acknowledge yeah. and understand where she was coming from. And yes, it's hard, but it is completely necessary. And frustration will come into your heart and it can overflow and you might feel like, gosh, like when are we ever going to get past this? How are we going to, how are we going to get through this? The best thing for you to do is just have patience 
and just try to put yourself in a place where you can understand what, yeah. what your spouse is going through when it comes to this. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too that I wrote down was to um, seek outside help, mm-hmm. um, you know, for your spouse, the one who's struggling and for yourself, um, you know, going at it alone and trying to support someone yeah. by yourself can be really difficult. Yep. And so counseling and, you know, maybe a close friend or a close family member who can kind of come alongside you to give you encouragement and to so make true. sure you're doing well. And so that was kind of a big thing is just that seeking outside help, which we've talked a lot about yep. just marriage in general, but then of course. And honestly, when it comes to seeking out outside help, it's just hard because when you are the person dealing with mental health, you're not typically the one who's going to be the one seeking out help typically yeah. um, because you're not healthy. You're not in a good place. Yeah. And so you, you as a spouse who, who's not going through it in that moment, the best thing for you to do is reach out to people that will help her. So whether that's a counselor, which I would suggest for sure, um, friends who can surround her and create space for her to come back to reality, that kind of stuff is super huge. And so that's what I had to do. I had to reach out, get people in her life, have people fly down, call her every day, um, get her with a counselor and make sure that she showed up to all the meetings. Like all that kind of stuff was super important. Yeah. Um, another thing I wrote down was speak the truth in love. Um, continually speak truth over your spouse. This requires you to be in the word. Remember Mm, your spouse may rationally know the truth, but they aren't thinking rationally at the time. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is it was frustrating, I think, because it's like I knew what the truth was or I could acknowledge like, man, I I know this isn't real, but this feels so real to me. And so, you know, just having that your spouse constantly saying like, it's not always going to be like this and you can get better and you can be healed, even if that's hard for them to say, um, cause you need to hear those things, you yeah. know, so speak the truth, but do it in a loving way. Yeah. So. And that's where like, I have to really work hard at for my personality. Like I said, being a pastor for so long, yeah. I want to give her all the answers and yeah. fix all her problems. And that's not necessarily wow. what she needs. What she yeah. needs is for me to love her and support her yeah. and still like, Hey, God loves you. Um, but here's the truth. Speak truth. Speak scripture over her, over her mind and over her heart. And, um, but doing it in truth and love, like that's the best thing to do. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think too, when you're like walking through it, you think like your life is always going to be like that. And there's not really ever yeah. going to be like an end to it for sure. But just kind of hearing things like, Hey, it's not always going to be like this and we can get through this and then you can help other people or, you know, whatever that looks like and trying to think of like future rather than just right then. Cause for a lot of times when you're like struggling, all you see is like right there, yeah. you know, you kind of like can only see this when there's like a there's big, a big picture, picture yeah. but you're just like not seeing the big picture, yeah. you know? And so I think that's important. Um, another thing I wrote was encourage them to do things that they love. Um, this are, these things provide safe spaces for them. And so it was important for Julian to encourage me to do things that I, he knows that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, because it would like remind me that I can find joy. Yeah. So maybe it was like going for a walk or working out or, yeah laying out in the sun or, you know, doing something that I enjoyed to do, go spend time with friends or, you know, even things that maybe I didn't want to do. Yeah. Like I didn't want to be social at the time, but he'd be like, Hey, your friends are all hanging out. You should go hang out with them. Cause yeah. I knew that those, that would provide safe spaces for me to, and remind me that, okay, there is joy. There are people outside of my home and outside of myself that are still living, that life is still going forward. Because I think that's something too, that when you're in the midst of it, 
you just think that the whole world is thinking how you're thinking. Yeah. And that's just not, it's not reality, reality yep. you know? And, and I think just kind of as a side note, like we've seen just over these last couple of years, just with, you know, with COVID and, and isolation yeah. and all of that, how, when you don't interact with the outside world, it can be really dangerous yep. mentally for anybody, even someone so who is like, would say they don't struggle with mental health. Um, Me. you know, because we're not meant to live life alone yep. and we're meant to live life in community and, and help other people. So and, true. and oftentimes, um, you know, in mental health, we, and it's not on purpose or selfishly, but we focus yeah. so much on how we feel. We almost forget that there's like other people out there. So true. Um, you know, so it's important to create those things and, and help yeah. them and remind them to do things that they love. Yep. Um, so yeah. Well, and I would even just continue on that because it's not just the moment. And this is the thing I wish marriages could learn right away. You know, it, we have, we, as a people, we are selfish by nature. And yeah. the last thing you want to do is, um, naturally you want to do what you want to do. Right. And so in that, in that mindset, you have to shift yourself. And I would say in all marriages, your marriage should just run this way all together. Like you, I want to encourage Brittany to always be doing things that yeah, fill her soul, yeah. that fill her up. Yeah. Um, I, I want her to encourage me. Like for me, I love to go golfing. Like that's one of my favorite things in the world. And if she, if it's her idea and she looks at me, she goes, babe, you should go golfing. I'm like, literally I'm in tears and my heart fills <laughs> okay, up and I'm like, really I, this is the best thing ever. Thank you so much. Or sometimes she'll be like, Hey, you should just go see a movie or something like that. That when she knows if I'm going through a hard time or whatever, she's already pushing me to go do those kinds kinds of things because we need to fill our souls. We really do individually. You know, we do it together all the time, but we individually, we need to fill our hearts and our souls so that we are, um, that we're not burning out when it comes to our life or our marriage and stuff like that. So if you're married out there, man, like, Find out what your spouse loves, okay? Figure out what it is. Like for Brittany, she loves the sun. She loves to float in the pool. She loves to work out. So I pretty much every day tell her, hey, go work out. Hey, go float in the pool. Hey, go do this. I'll take the kids. I try to do it as much as possible because I never want to go through that again. You know what I'm saying? And so, yes, my motive is to never go back to that. I don't want to do that. But it's helped me be a better husband, I think, to to push you to be the better version of yourself because I know the best version of Brittany and I want her to stay there, you know? And if, if she gets anywhere away from that, I'm like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out, go for a run, go in the pool, do whatever you can. Let's get you to a place where you are healthy. And the same thing with her, with me, she does it all the time with me. So then you have, I mean this, you like golfing. So then you bought a video game. I did <laughs> like a virtual reality. I, I got an Oculus. <laughs> Cause I mean, right now, I mean, we live in Arizona and now, I mean, it is hot. Now it is hot. Yeah. And like today I think it's like one Oh four. Yeah. I'll this, go golfing in one Oh four, but I'll this be this weekend. It's going to be one fourteen. Ooh, I will not golf in one fourteen. Um, so the mornings, I mean, they're, they're hot too. Yeah. The night, oh, I mean, yeah. the sun goes down and it is better, but so he got this Oculus. So he just golfs and he's got like these big, Goggles. The goggles on, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll so I golf. It, so I golf with my friends at night. Yeah, you can like talk to them. It's like great because then awesome. he's still here, but like. You but know. it fills me up. I go to bed all like this, <laughs> all happy. Whatever makes you happy, I guess, right? Um, another thing I wrote down was love them, remember who they are. So I think, and this sounds so practical, and a lot of these things are so practical. That's yeah. the thing, but. 
I think that when you're in the midst of it, you forget who you married and you lose sight of that person a little bit. Cause yep. I mean, when you would look at me, then you're like, this is not who the same person this that woman? I married. Yeah. Um, it was scary, but it's like remembering who you married and that you love that person and yeah. that this is just temporary yeah. and it can be temporary, but you do have to love them. Yep. And the last thing that you want to do is stop loving them or pull away from them because that's only going to add to it. So true. You know? And so that was just something I kind of thought of is just to still love them because I can guarantee you that most likely they feel very unlovable For sure. at the time. Yeah. Like they don't feel worthy of love. They're just going through so much. And so just to remember who they are, you know, yeah. maybe even just like sit down. Okay. Like why did I fall in love with this person? Okay. Then remind yourself of that, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's one oh, of those I things. You were looking at, I was like, <laughs> someone there? Nope. And that's one of those things too, again, like in your marriage, just keep it at the forefront of your mind all the yeah. time. Uh, whether it's a good time of your marriage or a bad time of your marriage, like we should always going back, go back to the moment that we fell in love with them in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Um, because there is something there. There's, yeah. there's a reason you fell in love with them. And that person is still there, whether it's deep down inside or just kind of surfaced. I'm telling you, just remember the love that you have for them and who remember they really are. Me. Yeah, remember me. Oh, don't sing that song. Coco. Don't have to Coco. Say, <laughs> Ooh, I like the way you rolled your R's. That was really Thank good. You. My Hispanic is totally rubbing off on her. Don't let it make you cry. Don't let it make you cry. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so love them and then take care of yourself. And mm. I think this is a big thing too. And I wrote self care so that you can take care. Ooh, um, that's good. And so for Julian, like he likes to go to the movie, like, so like we were yeah. saying, so go to a movie, eat you know, the popcorn, eat the popcorn, <laughs> work out, pray, meditate, you know, really. Cause I think you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, and when exactly. your spouse is struggling and you have to give even more, if you're running on empty, you know, they already are most likely because yep. they're struggling so bad, then you can't really help. And so it's doing those things to help fill up yourself and take care yeah. of yourself. And remember like you have like a big responsibility, yep. you know, in that, that season, you yeah. know, so just taking care of yourself. Um, and then, and we can kind of expand on all of these or talk more a little bit about it, but that just don't give up. Yeah. Like don't give so up true. on your spouse. Um, you're battling, but the fight is worth it. Yep. And I think if you could go back and go, okay, like you could have just given up and been like, I can't do this for sure. or I don't want to be married. I don't want to be, this isn't the, you know what I signed up for. Like you're battling, but the fight is worth it. Yeah. You know? And so now on the other side of it, like you see like, okay, it was worth it. And yeah. I love the life that we've built, but you are, you are battling. It is a battle. You yeah, know? absolutely. And that's why it's important that you are taking care of yourself too. Yeah. It's a spirit. It's spiritual. It's, it's deep. It's not just an outside thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's a very serious spiritual battle for your yeah. spouse. Um, and then we can kind of talk about this, uh, this is part of the don't give up, but there's life on the other side there is, of yeah. mental health, you know, and what that looks like. And so kind of what that looks like for us now yeah. is it's not that I don't deal with it or, you know, that I don't still live with it to a certain extent, but just kind of how far yeah. we have come um, since then. Yeah. Well, you set up parameters, you set up boundaries, you set up, 
you know, a thought life, a, you've set up a way of living so that you don't go back to that place. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about it before, but like being able to identify those moments or those thoughts or whatever it is that's going on inside of you, yeah. being able to identify and nip it in the bud right away before it grows. Um, these things, these kind of things, when it comes to mental health, they sneak up on you, man. Yeah. And like one day I'll be fine. And the next morning I'll wake up and I will, I just won't want to get up. And there would be a lot of depression going on, you know, and it's out of nowhere. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, but when you're able to identify and see those things, um, you're able to stop it a lot faster and, and you've been so diligent. And that's the thing. When, you, when you've gone through that, the best thing for you to do is create practices within yourself so that you don't go back to that place again. Um, doesn't mean that you don't have those feelings, right? right? Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're not yeah. going to think those thoughts or go through those, those emotions. Um, but now you have a way of retraining your brain to yeah. say it's okay and to yeah. move forward rather than go backwards. Yeah. Well, I think the thing too is that once you have come out on the other side which you can and I think that's the thing is if you're walking through it now you may think like I don't you feel like you're never going to be different you know that's never going to be different um and there are definitely days where I stumble and fall and be like oh my gosh this was not necessarily my best day um but I've learned how to kind of navigate my life in a way not to avoid those things but to be able to work through them you know like take a step back or like okay so if something for example if something triggers me what I'll do is I'll say I'm going to just take a breath for like five minutes because I know that this thing isn't actually a big deal and so if I can give myself five minutes of space from it it's probably not going to bother me anymore yeah because a lot of my you know triggers are like big bother me and then I'm like okay, I can practically walk myself through them now, but this took years to develop, but you can develop, you know, a thought life and a process to be able to walk through those um, triggers and feelings and whatever. And then there's other days that I just like go to bed. Yeah. So true. So real. She's like, you know, I'm out. I'm going to bed, man. Have a great, have a great night. I (laughs) just cannot pick it up to like, I just cannot get it together today i've really tried i've given my best effort and yeah. sometimes just a good night's sleep and a new start you know his mercies are new every morning so, so i'll just true. like go to bed be like hey just bring up the girls when they're ready for bed and i'll help put one to bed you know but oh yeah when mom goes to bed though it's party time i just Daddy need is the party like a dad. little you know break because i think the other thing too and i kind of wrote this but i didn't write anything down just like navigating it with children like sometimes it's better if mommy just kind of walks away for a little bit because yeah. I we have really tried to protect them from seeing it all the way. Yeah. I would say our oldest knows, you know, a little bit of like... Yeah, she's pretty aware. You know, pretty aware. And she and was, she's walked through it herself. Yeah. I mean, she has in different ways, but I mean, yep. I've fought really hard to try to like make sure that we are... 2020. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think that was hard on a lot of people's kids, even if they were mm-hmm. young, you know, like we saw our kid, even little kids deal with mental health stuff because yeah. we're like, yeah. they've been again, cut off from all community and all yep. socialization, which is not necessarily a normal thing for little kids, but just navigating it with kids. So sometimes it's like, I need to remove myself because I don't want them to see so true Me like that not that they can't and not that we can't be honest but if they have a great dad who can kind of step in and and give me that space you know and then there's other times i'll be like hey you know what mommy's just kind of having a little bit of a hard day today but like god's so good and i know it's going to be okay yeah um you know and we're open communication but um yeah i mean 
mental health is something that we're passionate about. I mean, it's something that Julian, sorry, I like ran over to help (laughs) Elsie get my breath back. Um, Held your breath. You don't want to smell that. (laughs) I know. Um, But even on your own, because you do worship and creative as well, where, you know, he does um, building healthy creatives. And so if you've also been over there for worship and creative, it's so important to be a healthy person. Yeah. You know, and I think as a whole for so long and kind of even just for us, it's like, you know, you and probably a lot of where your anxiety and, and depression struggles came from was this need to perform and this yeah. idea of who you should be and the way you should be creating or for should sure. be doing. Yep. And then, you know, feeling anxiety in that. And so it's like for us, I think our passion so much has now kind of come to this place naturally and kind of cool in like a very organic way of that we're just passionate about people being healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, and, um, so that's kind of what has driven us to do this podcast and for you to do your worship and creative podcast and community and, you know, all of that. And so for us, it's like, we just want people to be healthy, like healthy marriages, healthy families, healthy people, healthy, you know, healthy, happy, healthy and happy single people, everyone. So that just building better people. Yeah. You know, it's so true. And for us, you know, our passion obviously is to see people be healthy, like she said. Um, but really this is, this is for us in a lot of ways. This has been healing for us. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it the other day, like we're doing this podcast and we're talking about all these things and, for us, this has been a healing process because we, this is the most that we've ever talked about it. We've talked about it, but now we're like really talking about it and getting down to the nitty gritty. We're thinking through yeah. the things that we've walked through and we've been through. And when it comes to creating content and all that stuff, we're like, wow, like we've really walked through some things, you know, yeah. and, and, but we've, we've come out and we've seen the other side. We've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and we just want to see, we want to see can think of songs today. Yeah. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. I'm not kidding. All right. Every time you third talk day. today, okay, third day, I'm old like, school. can't stop. Just can't old school. Shout out Mac Pal, Mac Pal. Um, but, uh, I'll try to stop. there's a light at the stop. end of the tunnel. <laughs> I can't stop we went, it. <laughs> we went to a lot of Christian concerts. <laughs> and we're back old. In the day. <laughs> but listen, I think it's so listen. important for, for you to lead a life that is healthy. Yeah that um, is communicative. A lot of people deal with health issues because they're not communicating how they feel. Um, And so communication is key when it comes to being a healthy individual, Um, especially when you're married, man. Like if you have a spouse and you're going through it, just do yourself a favor, sit them down, take them to dinner, do something, put yourself in a position where you can just tell them like, Hey, I'm struggling and tell them where you're struggling and, and, and let them know how they can help. Um, and if you're the person who isn't struggling and your spouse is just stop and listen, Yeah. just listen to what they're saying, what, what's going on inside of their life. Like she's, like she said, we need to acknowledge what they're feeling, acknowledge their thoughts, acknowledge them, let them know that I see you, I hear you. But most of all, I'm here for you and I will do anything that I can to make sure that you become a healthy individual again, you know? And so, um, for us, I mean, this is kind of a short one, but 
we're just hitting these real hard. I'm, we're, I think we could talk about this for I mean, I feel like I could talk about days. mental health every single week, you yeah. know? Um, and, but I do also feel like we kind of have it. It's kind of like the thing that connects, I feel like, every podcast we do. We are so, we, yeah. I feel like we always come back to talking about mental being health. healthy. And, and um, But we do have some exciting things coming up. Yeah. We are going to start hosting other uh, couples yep. and other people on our podcast over the next couple months, and then we'll continue to have guests. Um, but we will be actually recording this week with yeah. my, with your parents, with my parents. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, my parents, it's my mom and my stepdad actually. So my parents have been married. Oh, 28 <laughs> years, a long time. Like How old are you? You're no, no, don't say oh, that. Oh, they've been like 28 years. <laughs> they've been years. married a long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we, uh, several years back, they walked through a season of infidelity yep. and, uh, we were actually kind of had a front row seat to that season. Cause we had just moved back to Washington and actually lived in my parents' home during that season, during that season. Woo. Um, yeah. So we had asked them if they would be comfortable coming on the podcast and just kind of talking about what that looked like, what that looked like for them at life after that and yeah. how they, you know, they're still together and how they would say their marriage is actually better now. So they're going to talk about that, which I'm grateful that they're even willing to talk about that For because sure. that's, you know, um, and then we'll also be talking to another couple, yep. um, about blended families, blended families. Um, and so that is also, which we can't speak into really. I mean, yeah. you can, you can a little bit. I mean, obviously, bit. you know, my parents, um, my mom and my stepdad, who I call my parents, they've been married for a long time. Yep. And they um, had one kid together. And they had one kid. Your mom had two girls already. Yes. But I didn't have any, like he didn't have any kids. So, but they are going to chat, we'll chat blended families. And then we have another couple that they talk about sex. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which I've been telling Brittany, we need to talk about sex, babe. And she's so, um, you know, she's, it's a, she's a bit of a prude I'm a, because I'm really not. But yeah. Like I just, you're not, I, that's what I do have certain things that I do like to try to keep private and sex is one of them. I mean, I feel like that's not totally crazy, but people need to know how to have healthy sex life. So I think we should talk about it more. What about you? Do you think we should talk about sex anyway, more? Anyway, <laughs> uh, So anyway, we have some exciting things coming up. Plus some other people we're going to ask to be on our podcast. Yeah. Um, cause we want other perspectives, you know, we don't want to be the only perspective and I love to learn from other couples yeah. and you know, and well, and we have our story other people too yeah. and follow them and hear their stories. Exactly. And we have our story. They have theirs. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's important to, to hear and see other people's perspectives on yeah. marriage and life and parenting and all those things. And and, all the things. You know, and yeah. I got to all. I'm, so, I'm annoying myself. <laughs> do, do, do. I don't know, guys. I think I missed my you're, calling. You're turning into me. That's what's happening. Oh. You are turning into me. Well, hey, one more time. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our channel, whether that's YouTube, Apple, or Spotify. We would love for you to be a part of our community. And don't ever miss another episode of Young, Dumb, and In Love. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. We can't wait till next week when we have our guest on the show to talk about their journey of what they've walked through. Until next time, we'll see you.